Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. All right, welcome back to Hot Laps. Uh, you're listening to, this is lap number five. I can't believe it, but that's where we're at. Yep. Uh, and I think we should introduce ourselves because I think we've been spotty with that. So I'm Chris. Your sales manager at Heat Shield Products. I'm the sales Products. manager at Heat Shield Products. I am Steve. I am the head peon at Heat Shield Products. I'm Shane. I'm the assistant to the head peon. There you go. And actually, it's kind of cool. So uh, today we actually have a special guest. Hot Laps. Special guest is on now. Matt Cooper, he's the owner of Auto Works Part in Santee, California, which is basically just down the freeway. And we want to just give you a, a big thanks for coming up and being our number one wow. very official, first. Yeah. That's right. very first guest. The Trailblazer. Well, thank you yeah. very much, guys. It's, uh, it's great to be here. And, uh, you know, the opportunity is, uh, is amazing. So yeah. the first, I feel very, very honored. That, that's got some awesome insight on car building, so that'll yeah, be great sure. to have him here. And just a quick, just a quick uh, insight to what you do. Uh, I kind of pulled this off of your website, but uh, so if he's wrong, correct him. Yeah, that, exactly. And then yell at Richard when you get back. Hey, you screwed <laughs> you that. Yeah. that. Yeah. So AutoWorks Parts specializes in classic Mustangs and strive to bring their customer the latest and best for resto mod and classic restorations. And you're currently working on. Heat Shield Products, the redemption, Mustang, right. yeah, the, the, the redemption. So, did I hit that on the head? You, you pretty much did. Yeah, okay. I think uh, we were really just add that um, you know the parts that we bring you. There's a lot of proprietary parts that we build that you can't get anywhere else. So that That's makes right. us just a, a little special. Sweet, Sweet. super mm -hmm. bright LED interior kit lights. Right. Anybody that's had an early model Mustang. <laughs> that's what you need on your car. Well, I've been down there. It's it's a great shop, and there's a. For example, that's just one yeah, of the many. Yeah, a ton of killer things. Yeah, right. yeah thanks, yeah. guys. All right, so traditionally we kick this thing off now with a question, so you get to be involved with that, oh, which is cool. Man. I want to get into the history of, of you and what you do and, and okay. everything, but let's just go real quickly. All right, number one question of the uh, podcast, number five. Worst experience with a car you owned? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> that, that would almost be where would I start <laughs> but um, one very very uh, embarrassing thing does come to mind not necessarily the worst but really embarrassing I remember as a uh, young guy teenager being down the uh, beach and I'm all that right and I'm in the, I've got a Datsun <laughs> I can't remember exactly <laughs> what model it was no that's right that was a Toyota okay it was a two-door coupe and I put a Datsun engine in it back then it had twin Webbers you know um, headers and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, nice five-speed transmission. Put big wheels under this car, and um, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a donut right here. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. Right. So that was actually a pretty good idea because <coughs> there was a lot of nice like sand on the on the on the road, right? And it was like perfect. I'm going to do this awesome. So anyway, I started on this donut. And, uh, you know, I'm a really good driver, right? Because I'm, you know, what, 16? <laughs> so, of course, I'm good, right? And it happens to get some traction <laughs> because it got off the sand oh, onto no. the asphalt and it didn't really have enough. You know, it wasn't probably spinning the wheels enough right then. So, it actually ended up pushing and the thing went straight ahead and it smashed into, like, a big V kind of um, curb, you know, a nice high curb. And I remember going, oh, my God, what happened? So, anyway, I back up off this thing, take a look. And, uh, yeah, I got oil coming out of the engine. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> anyway, I can tell you that that engine ran for quite a long time with no oil in it. Wow. So, I managed to make it all the way home because, I mean, it was just terrible. I mean, what am I going to do? Sit there and go, oh, <laughs> yeah. Get the, get so, the wrecker out to get the, yeah, the car out of there? Yeah, things don't happen like that in New Zealand. Um, you know, you're there and you just kind of got to wing it. The boys will give you a hard time if they see you. So I grew up in a town of uh, like 30,000 people. And, um, you know, everyone pretty much knew everyone if, if you're young, right? So yeah. you're not going to live that stuff down. So I limped home, took my pride, threw it in the trunk, and, uh, yeah, and, and tried to fix the car before that night. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm not sure that was the worst, but that, that always stuck to me. That's it's like a very embarrassing. Yeah. Well, who I wants mean, to go next? Steve, you want to go next? 
I mean, there's a lot. Well, it's hard, I, hard to narrow it down. Don't incriminate yourself, okay? Well, there's, there's a, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, worst experience probably was, uh, for some reason, the, a lot of the worst ones were in a Mustang. Hmm. Uh, this one was one of the banana Mustangs, a 71 Mustang. This is when I was coming, and nothing like traumatic or, I mean, I had spun out, been in people's yards, knocked over trash cans, stupid stuff like that all the time. But the worst, like the most, like, oh, God, I'm so over this day was I was working for the football team at SC. It's Thanksgiving, so we had practice in the morning. I was going to drive home, have dinner with the family. And the car broke down. And not on, didn't just break down, but like I was coming down, I think it was on the 110. It took an hour to get to the 110. So Thanksgiving Day traffic in Los Angeles just got awful. Pull over on the side of the road, and uh, uh, the car starts cutting out, and I got to basically have to get out on the freeway. Well, I want to know traffic. why this story has to be about a Mustang. <laughs> well, just because that's what I've, I've, I've had one or two. This is a banana one. And long and short of it was, is the car had something like the fuel tank had rust, and it came through. It was clogging the fuel filter. didn't get it diagnosed until, you know, like a week or two later but it like a normally an hour and a half trip home for me took i think it was eight hours and oh. i ruined everybody's thanksgiving yeah. that year because they had to come up grab me there's traffic well it was just brutal right that was just was painful man shane how about you um yeah there's a few i won't bring up because yeah. i would incriminate myself um <laughs> but i think the worst the worst experience in a car i had was when i smashed into the back of a landscaper and like his little Toyota truck with the flatbed, and the yeah. flatbed had a like a grate in the back, and it just crunched that what car crap out of that car, uh, the Highlander. And on top of all that, I had uh, four kids in the car for uh, the, oh, after, yeah. the after school <laughs> That's carpool. Recent history. That's recent history. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So uh, your two kids so, and some someone and, else's and, kids. Yeah, yeah, in the in the carpool kids. No, but oh, it was it was like a the guy pulled out. He pulled out right. And, you know, I, f- I figure he went, and so I, I look, and I usually always yell at everyone that makes this mistake, but uh, I, I guess I didn't look, and I turned, I had slammed, laid into the gas, and I turned that way, and there he was, still stopped. He must have had a second, you know, he, he, he thought about going, I guess. It was my fault, but I can partially blame him. Right. Huh. What about you, Schwartz? You got a plenty, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to do a series of events. So Baja bug rollover, uh, the Baja bug was involved. So I had a Baja bug. I blew the third cylinder on it, which is pretty common because it's air cooled, oil cooled. And I was driving my, my, my stepmom's 1978 Datsun 510 station wagon. Did that have, did that have a push button? Uh, no, oh, it was a floor automatic, but okay. so I was coming uh, blew up my Baja bug driving that car. I came up when I was dating your sister, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you need to come and see my horse. So I'm like, cool. Oh. We went and did it. <laughs> I, I went up and saw the horse, and I didn't realize that I was, like, extremely allergic to horses. this horse. Wow. So I go back to the house, and my eyes are swollen shut. She has to drive me back down to my house in San Diego. My mom gives me a Benadryl pill like the size of a quarter, and I'm not. She's not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. We hung out for a little bit longer. I drove home, and rolled my car on the 52 on Gen- oh. right next to Genesee, which is a. Did you roll the Baja bug? Or no, you no, rolled I the, rolled the 510. The 510. Okay, all right. So, thank God you didn't hurt the Baja bug. Exactly. The, the, I'd be more worried about the 510 actually. Yeah. <laughs> so the highway patrolman shows up and you know asks. You know, what happened? I fell asleep is what happened, but I told him that a deer ran out in front of me, and I swear. <laughs> a deer. I, and, uh, it was like an O deer. Happens every day yeah, there. So I call my I call my stepmom and say, hey, I was in an accident in your car, but I'm pretty sure it was okay because it rolled into some trees. I get a phone call from my dad the next morning. He's like, you need to get your butt down here. And I went down to the tow yard, and the entire top of that 510 was flattened. I didn't realize it, but it was, and uh, it was upside down when you were assessing the damage. Yeah, and, and and I think at that point that was my fourth car at the age of like seventeen. Oh, 
you so my dad guy, finally huh? said, screw it, we're going to get you a Ranger truck. And so I got that. I was pretty stoked on it. But, yeah, that was probably the worst. That all happened within two weeks. So it wow. was a kind of a nightmare. But Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. It is. It is. One more comes to mind. If uh, Go ahead. If you, you know. So yeah. uh, the, the boys used to have a uh, Datsun one. Well, 180B, I think, isn't it like a 710 or something here? Could uh, be. Was it like a like a seventy five seventy six like a Maxima like vehicle? It was like a rounded kind of Datsun, but it was four doors. So four doors were real common in New Zealand. We yeah. didn't usually in Australia, have it. dude. They yeah. left the door factories. Yeah, there. yeah. So we got this, and I put a General Motors uh, a Holden engine, a two fifty three V eight in this car. Oh, so that's a rocket, uh, dude. Yeah. So my <laughs> uncle said that I couldn't do it couldn't be done so that was the very good excuse to make it happen sure. so my friend paul and i we put this in but anyway that was the uh the town's um the car that we would go around the town and, and hoon around in and you know all that sort of thing so a lot of fun but i do remember one time when i changed it from a um a manual transmission to an automatic so we're out driving, and the road slightly wet. And I remember getting up to 95 mile an hour in this car, which wasn't fast for this car, but it was for the conditions that we're doing. We're on a brand-new paved road. And I remember saying to myself, or thinking to myself, there wasn't any other thing uh, influencing my mind at that point, by the way, guys. Hmm. But I do remember going, hey, I'm doing 95 mile an hour. I should change gear. But it was a big problem because it was an automatic and the boys didn't put any stops on that automatic shifting. Oh, thing. oh no. no. <laughs> so this, is, this is all teenage stuff. So, no, it was way worse than that. So Was it a power glide? What was in it? Uh, it was a, uh, well, I don't even know what the Holdens had back then. It was like a three-speed. Um, okay, like so a turbo, power glide's like a two-speed. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, it was a turbo 350, I think, okay. is what they used. Okay. Um, or even a 400. So I slammed this thing into park at 95 miles an hour. Oh, my God. That that wasn't the first car I put into park, though, but it was the first one at 95 miles an hour. And that car, we were going, right, obviously straight. It it went 180 instantly on the wet road. (laughs) And we're going backwards at 95 miles an hour. Oh, no. And my my partner in crime, Paul, he's sitting there beside me, and and I look over at him. And he's got this really weird look on his face. I don't. Know, I remember today. I can see his face, right? He's, and he's praying. And now he wasn't at all. He says in a very, very high pitched voice. He goes, "I think we're gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> so I won't tell you where the car actually ended up, but we ended up going up a curb through a brand new wrought iron gate, and there was quite a few things that kind of ran into the car where we were making an exit of that. Uh, particular place and it ripped off the front suspension did all sorts of stuff oh and my so, god wow. i just did yeah incinerated it, it, it just kind of spun around and i wow. mean it was uh, that was pretty bad and I, we were racing um solo speedway bikes at the time so on the back of the car we had the big like the motorcycle rack that you would see but it was on the back of this this datsun right oh. so that saved us a lot the front was totally smashed and everything but we ended up cutting that car in half and getting two cars and making it a nice v8 datsun yet again it rode another day. Wow. Oh, that's killer. <laughs> Man, that would make me change my shorts. I'll tell you that. Like I said, there was no influencing factors in that story. Wow. Like there was, you know, we were totally sober. Everything. Yeah. 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 So um, just adrenaline was the only factor there because you were yeah. ready to grab another gear, oh, except man. it went. Yeah. And yeah. I think pretty much the morning uh, brought the real light to that car. It was absolutely toast. Man, it, uh, I, I used my team's. We did not die. Yeah, you used your team. I, I used my team story. <laughs> well, we'll have to. We'll ask it again. <clears throat> All right. So enough of that. Um, my girls might listen to this someday, so I got to be careful. Yeah, and I yeah. definitely didn't do any of that for my kids that are listening. Yeah, yeah. No, none of that it didn't happen. really happen. We yeah. just made up that yeah. story. Right? I made up mine. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So Cooper. We want to. We get a lot of questions from customers, and before we get into the history, because I really want to dig into it, um, you know what you've done and all of the stuff that you've been involved with. But we get lots of questions, and a lot of them that come up that are repeats. And I just want to try to get your quick uh, interpretation of that. Is the first question is, what do you, what's your feeling like? What's the best way to reduce heat in your vehicle? Yeah, I would say turn the heater off. If it's on, <laughs> would be number one. Roll down the window, right? Yeah. No, I really think that um, 
if you can keep the heat out of the car in the very first place, um, you know, put in any sort of heat shielding that you can in, in the areas where it's most hot, you know, i.e. wrap um, headers and things like that, um, just to keep the heat from, um, you know, making its way into the passenger's compartment first. I mean, there's lots of ways that you could do that, and heat shield product has um, many um, of different products that you can use throughout the car. So there's no real super quick answer for that. Mm -hmm. um, that it stop that heat from radiating and basically stop that sheet me uh, sheet metal from heating up. Stop it at the source. That's yeah, the best that's way. It. So on some of your builds, uh, and again, you don't need to get elaborate, but um, obviously you use our stuff. That's why you're here. But is there one trick that you like in particular? Uh, can I tell you my favorite trick that I've seen that he's Go done? Ahead. Yeah. Uh, like the sticky shield, like mm -hmm. the, you know, that's the heat shield you put under the car. I love how he made these little panels, especially like on that turbo car, yeah. twin turbo. 66 coupe right he made these little panels that he can take on and off because the whole point of that car another reason why instead of like a bronco that was built we're going to build this car shake it down and then make it look pretty unlike right. a certain heat shield bronco that was never done correctly um so he has this turbo car so one of the things he did is because he knew he was going to take it all apart and paint it so he built these super slick little shields and then he stuck the hick the sticky shield to it and it looks awesome. It looks like a looks like a like if Ford were to go back and make a resto mod Mustang, that's what they would do. Of course, they probably wouldn't put a twin turbo in it. If they did, it'd be a V six. And who wants that? <laughs> the beauty of that stuff, though, is you can make some uh, air gaps in between mm -hmm. the the heat source and the floor, or whatever yeah. panel that you're doing, or the um, firewall. So. It's a great use of um, a very handy product. So now you can go into your thing, but that was my favorite thing I've seen. Well, I just yeah, want to also it. let the listeners and viewers know that that's on YouTube, right? I mean, we have that up on our. I think website. that one. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the one Where of the we, things we go to his shop. We invade your shop, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we showed um, the car when it was in its um, you know raw form. So right now the car's all pulled apart, getting paint, and doing the pretty powder coat and all that sort of thing. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, what's your favorite? What's your What's your go-to when you're when you're doing that? Yeah, we like we like the sticky shield. It's, yeah, it's really a handy product. Yeah, sure. I think that stuff's yeah. awesome. All right, so we'll do the history if uh, you're ready well, of AutoWorks or of Matt. <laughs> no, of or, Matt. Well, it's yeah. the same. I'm interested is, in Matt. One of them is easier than the other. Yeah. So yeah, I, and you kind of alluded to this question already, but I I'm interested, and in I'm sure some of the viewers are as well. Um, listeners, listeners, listeners. Thank viewers. you. Yeah. I can tell from your accent you're not originally born and raised in California, so I'm just going to try to take a stab at it. Boston, Philly, yeah, yeah, around uh, area. Australia. Just mm -hmm. kidding, don't punch me. Wisconsin. <laughs> no, you're from New Zealand, which is really right. cool, and uh, maybe you can just give us a shout about how you how you got here and how you're doing what you're doing at uh, AutoWorks. Yeah, I. I from a young age, I've always loved cars. All my uncles have been into cars. They've been into various sorts of racing. Uh, one of my uncles races uh, jet boats, sprint boats. Oh, wow. So cool. I was always yeah. around some sort of car stuff. And my brothers, I got, uh, what, three older brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, no, wait, two older brothers, a younger brother and a sister. And all of those guys, uh, you know, love cars, motorcycles, whatever as well. So my brother, two years <coughs> older than me, he would always be leading kind of what I would be doing next because I could kind of look what he was doing and then take it to the next level or top you know, Yeah, we'll that, try to. Yeah, try to. It's a heap that's co competitiveness between brothers. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's some pretty big uh, boots to fill, might yeah. I tell you that. So, um, but my dad, he was very handy. He's always out in the garage. We had um, not a lot of money, um, so everything that we did had to be made from something else or we get it and kind of fix it. So, it wasn't like we're going out buying a brand new boat, uh, BMW and racing that or something like that. Everything was like bottom of the barrel. You know, I've got to fix it. We work until two o'clock in the morning. So a lot of it came um, from uh, necessity, having to fix these things. You know, I remember being out in the um, shop with uh, dad um, and we're building this motorcycle seat. So, you know, going, cutting out the sheet metal with, uh, you know, shears and, tacking it all up and forming it all and that's just the base for the seat so we'd do the foam and mum would do the um uh, do the cover for the top so kind of we cool. just grew up doing stuff you know always around it not not always the best that's for sure i mean you know where everyone else else is out playing 
I'm there working on something, one of the cars or whatever. So, right. Yeah, you but know. you're learning where yeah. people are not. That's you how learn you by good. doing. Yeah, no, I got you there. Yeah. It's, um, I, I have no regrets about um, That's awesome. You know how we did it. but uh, That's cool. Yeah, it's it, it, it certainly was fun. So from there, it kind of progressed into, um, and I think uh, I started driving when I was eight years old. <laughs> and uh, my brother's 10, so the next one, he's two years older than me. So uh, we drove this, uh, dad got this Renault Dolphin from somewhere, um, 1952 Renault Dolphin. So it kind of looks like your Volkswagen, but, you know, kind of more pronounced fenders and things like that. So we pulled apart that engine. I don't know how many times it could have been, 20 times it could have been 100. I have no clue. I remember one of the things that used to have three lug nuts on the wheels and they were basically studs that would go into the drums. I think halfway through the life of that car, all of them were stripped out. Oh, <laughs> we took the wheels on and off so many times off of that car. Um, engine in and out. I remember that was the biggest thing that taught us not to strip out stuff was this old Renault Dolphin. And believe me, everything on that car was stripped by the time that we were done. You know, like all the aluminum housings you would have to put helicoils in it and you know or kind of try to figure out some way a paper clip is a really good way to make thread stay so you oh, yeah. put a paper clip in it and then you'd wind your bolt in and then you'd torque it up to it snapped off and then back it off quarter of a turn so that was our torque wrench mm. nice. <laughs> <laughs> no it's just you know all, all of the stuff that lead us uh, leads us to um you know auto works and that was through our experiences and, and, you know, getting to know myself and what we're capable of and really doing things incorrectly. And you learn a lot from that, Absolutely. right? Yeah, you learn more by your failures than yeah. by your successes. Yeah. So, so when did you, when did, how old were you when you came here? Uh, I was 20. Oh, wow, you're a young man. So that was like, what, two years ago? Okay, I, right. now, now totally <laughs> off topic, but was that a buzzkill to come from New Zealand where I'm sure you could probably drink, right? You could go into a, a bar and then come here and you can't because it's 21. Was that right? Was that different? Was that a um, that, that was I was right on the cusp of 2021. Oh, okay, so it wasn't long here. for you. Yeah, and you know the drinking age in New Zealand I think was about 13 and a half at that <laughs> oh, stage. Wow, so, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so um, I was kind of. Um, you know, over any of sort of opportunity to go out and do that right. sort of thing. So if it was there, great. And if not, it it didn't matter. It was already passed. You bit. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it wasn't new to you. They have been doing it for a while. You know. Yeah, unofficially, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know. Um, you know, growing up in a small town, there's only a few things to do. That's right. You know, and it's just the way it was. Right on. So you got your interest from cars from your family. What led you to? basically restor restoring or restoring mustangs i mean because you guys specialize in mustangs. Yeah, he does a lot of early ford stuff but yeah mostly like mustangs that's what a lot of his parts are yeah that you make for what yeah. got you uh, into this that? business anyway. yeah he's right. got another one because you're talking dotsons and that kind of stuff back from where you're from i mean was the ford thing when you got to the u.s or yeah there's we didn't really have there was really no mustangs in new zealand from what i remember maybe there was like one or two that mm -hmm. you might hear of Right. Um, and I remember one day, before I left, some guy had a 67 Fastback that he imported, and that's probably the first time I'd seen a Mustang. So I was probably like 19 years old before I even seen one. Mm. Um, and then when I came here, my brother got me hooked up, because um, he moved here as well, and he got me hooked up with one of his friends, got a 67 Mustang Coupe. Um, very, very cool car, six-cylinder, right? So that was my first taste of a Mustang. And I realized being in San Diego, there wasn't too many people doing Mustangs. Yeah. There was a lot of the guys doing, you know, all the Chevy Camaros and doing the Chevy, uh, you know, trucks, the C10s and things. But um, as far as the Ford products and, and Mustangs, there really wasn't, um, you know, too many people doing it. So I found kind of like a niche and I really loved the cars and it just really evolved from there. Which is strange because they would, you know, they always sold more Mustangs in California than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why they have a California yeah. special. So it's strange that there was nobody really doing them. Of course, I think that's kind of the whole thing with the, like, small block Ford versus small block Chevy. It was always just easier to do a small block Chevy because it was right. cheaper, a lot more parts, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's good. You found a, a niche market, and you've, and you've jumped on it. And Yeah, a, a lot of um, – I owe a lot to my uh, friend Bob. Um, no one's really met him. He's a uh, older gentleman now. 
and um, you know throughout the days um, we we were hung out he was a car collector so I was able to collect cars with him oh that's cool and um, we had a lot of cars so got a lot of experience with um, you know all the Pontiacs and um, Oldsmobiles and any sort of Chevys and a lot of the um, kind of other models that uh, you know DeSotos and stuff like that so across uh, through the years I've got my hands on a lot of different cars and it's just given me a little bit more experience as we've gone is he the reason you've got a 442 because you have a 442 right right yeah I got a 442 yeah. and some he's got all stuff. kinds of goodies man yeah so m my friend Bob you know I really owe a lot to him right now and he's um, unfortunately he's kind of a little sick right now so we look after him a bit but um, he's the reason why I do a lot of the stuff that I do now he gave me opportunities that's and, cool uh, and you know so kind of like I owe a lot to him yeah. he's a great guy kind of yeah. like I owe a lot to my dad and my grandpa same yeah. thing there's always someone that seems to kind of yeah take you under their wing and help you along the way mm -hmm. that's what life's all about right man. that's right so i've seen some of the vehicles that you've done and some of the newer things that you've done but i know there's one that is a little bit i mean on the fence for you a little bit mm -hmm. but can you talk to us and elaborate a little bit on a project that you did called obsidian oh obsidian <laughs> yeah what would you like me to tell you about that car <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's very famous. It's it been is. everywhere. You don't. We don't know where it is now, right? No, we, we have still no don't clue know where it is now. But I mean, that thing like still is on the internet, and <laughs> and we don't know where it's been for how many years? Like, yeah, I think two or three years. Yeah, we have so no clue and it's where still that car is. Yeah, you know, but man, so. that car was super super cool. Well, tell me how you came up with the concept, and then maybe what what the drivetrain and that kind of stuff was in it, and then basically at the end. You know what happened to it and why is it missing I, I guess right yeah so a customer came to us and he said hey we'd like you to build a 67 fastback so I said all right no problem and he brought me a picture at that time um, of a car that the ring brothers did so you know Mike and Jim they built some amazing cars from way back then and he goes hey I want a car that looks like this but put your own twist on it so that's kind of how we started so I did put my own twist on it but the customer wanted the car so that it would be more than anything else that had been done so far so we did a lot of body modifications to it and you know people give us crap all the time for can I say that yeah yeah, yeah. Crap. yeah. yeah. I just did so yeah yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> yeah like um, a big hood scoop that was on on the car but it was to house the intercoolers that were underneath yeah. the superchargers so they're like wow how come the hood scoop's so big well everything on that car had a reason for being there so we didn't put any gucci stuff on there if it didn't need yeah. it so w when you open the hood you found out why it needed yeah, yeah. why it needed to be there <laughs> so obsidian I, I i mean the pictures i've seen so it was black is that the color yeah that's the obsidian rock in fact my um wife is the is the um creator of that name I said to her, hey, we're working on it. We come up with lots of different names for different, you know, for the car, you know. We knew it was going to be black, so it had to be something that went along with that. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I think she called me, and she goes, hey, what about Obsidian? And I knew a little bit about, you know, the volcanic rock at that point, and I'm like, you know what? That is awesome. Thank you very much, honey. So she actually came up with a name for the project. That's cool. Yeah, so. Um, w women are way, our better halves are oh, way better at that kind yeah, of stuff than we yeah, are. Yeah, I'd be, I mean, you know, I'd be zero without her. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> powertrain yeah 392 cubic inch stroker motor the main base of the engine was built by total performance uh, in our cajon um, you know under our direction greg does a great job he still builds race motors today so he did an awesome job of that and then um, we got hold of rotrex superchargers and rotrex says yeah you can't put two of those on that engine yeah so that gave us more of a reason to put two of them on the engine so we did that um ended up uh, being very successful. The car was very drivable. You could even go along in fifth gear at 800 revs, believe it or not, and put your foot on the gas and it would pull up from there. So mm. it had a nice- Wow, it didn't like yeah, bottom out didn't, or Didn't kind of go, yeah. you know, the jerk thing and yeah. all that. Yeah, it, it was, just went. It did, so- um, Wow. You know, unfortunately, the way that that car went down when we actually got the car finished, it, it kind of went through a, a few stages of progression because the owner wanted us to take it to various shows. So I remember mm -hmm. Carlisle, Pennsylvania, we took the car out there and um, and we had to put it back together real quick for that show and the car wasn't finished, right? So then it would come back to the shop, we gotta pull all the part again. So there was a lot Man. of repetition back on this forth. project yeah. and um, we were actually gonna produce those cars so we made 
um, you know, molds for the body kits and this sort of thing. So we built one other car. Um, probably not a lot of people have seen that, but it uh, looks like Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He likes number two better. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, I just, it was a, for me, it was um, a little bit more refined in as far as the, um, the, the concept. You know, you took something that you did the first time, and then, of course, the second time should be better, right? Yeah, like, yeah, right, because right. you learn by doing. Yeah, you learn so, by, but, yeah. but the Obsidian is a one and only, Yeah. for me, there, I would never create anything like that again. We even did a belly pan on that car, <clears throat> and in fact, that's um, where Steve came in, is uh, using heat shield products. We couldn't have done that car without them trying to keep all that heat out of the Well, he would have found a way, but yeah. Well, but it was, we assisted. I, I don't know. We, yeah. we yeah. tried some other stuff before, and honestly, you know, not blowing, you know, any smoke, I have found a company that can provide stuff that makes my dreams reality. That's great. You know, so um, there's a lot of people that um, helped build that car. Um, and uh, my brother actually came through it uh, before the SEMA debut on that car and, and helped as well. He came from Vermont, where he was living at that point. He stayed a week out there and helped us. But, uh, yeah, that thing didn't happen. There was a lot of uh, blood a and, lot of work. Uh, blood and tears. Um, and um, anyway, so I, I wouldn't probably repeat anything like that. And mm-hmm. from what we were told, it you know was kind of ahead of its time for, for what we did to it. And I don't know of... You know, there's a lot of great Mustang builders and builds out there, and um, you know, and it's kind of funny to look at those. And then I actually had an opportunity to get the car back, um, probably a few years ago, from the the gentleman that owned it at that point. And um, when you get it in the shop, you're kind of looking back and you're like, "Wow, we actually built this car." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of blows me away still all the work, and no one really knows. You know, and I don't have enough time to explain what we actually did to that car and what's in it. But um, it's cool. There's, there's so many things. You oh, know, yeah. uh, it's just mind-boggling. I can't believe we actually did that project. You know, it's crazy. It's a cool car, like that one, and that that's one that stands out to me. Um, that Roadster Shop Gen Two Camaro. That's another one that kind of always like like those those cars like where you kind of just stop and you look at it and they mm-hmm. kind of you're like, oh wow, that's. That's pretty amazing, you know. Yeah, that's, someone that's sold it. Really. was like that. That was just a just a cool car. You just like whoa. Yeah. So we, you know. uh, I think the first time was at SEMA was two thousand and five or six. I can't actually remember now. One of those years. And um, twenty four hours before the show, we had no car. Okay, so we had all these people working on things. We were doing it all. You know, we were working twenty four hours a day around the clock. I actually had narcolepsy uh, for about three months after I finished that first SEMA deal so mm. um, yeah my friend Brian he was there helping and um, he took some time off work so you know it was a lot of us got together and I you know I can think of you know 20 people off the bat that you know need a huge kudos but we just you know we don't have the time for that here today sure. but I mean you know it was friends and people coming together um, it wasn't just me I that's said, probably the coolest part about yeah, that build right yeah and that yeah. it really was um but also the worst bit of the build too, right? Because it, it took so much out of us, and it strained, you know, friendships that um, you know still hold together. But you know, you just how do you call on a friend to, to help you on something of that magnitude? Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, love hate definitely with that. And now it's missing. You you, you were kind of elaborating on that when you're talking to you yesterday. Nobody knows where that car is. Yeah, we have no clue. Um, it hasn't come up on any social media that we've found. Um, so it's just it's gone. It's vanished for right now. We don't know if it went. It, it was sold at Bear Jackson. Yeah. Right. The original, the built, the guy that commissioned the car, he finally sold it. Well, he actually sold it um, one or two times before oh, okay. it ended up there. Yeah, and it was um, uh, Dan, basketball player, who had the car last. So he was seven, I think he's seven three, seven foot three. Wow, and he fit mm. the car. Yeah, wow. we built we built the car for someone seven foot five. Ah. So you could fit seven foot five okay. people in there. Um, so I definitely wouldn't be able to drive it. No, you can drive it. Okay. It was totally made so you could be, well, you know, our height, and then you could be uh, basketball fame height. Well, Chris has got wanted. these super cool, like, race shoes, and they've got these platforms <laughs> on them. They're, like, six inches long. Yeah, yeah. the New Zealand-style race shoes, if you can't reach the pedals, you just cut some two-by-fours and stuck them up under there, right? And <laughs> yeah. There you go. Fault them to the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the last one, you're working on Redemption, which you can follow online. I don't want to dig too far into that because I know you guys got some stuff up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. But what other cool things you got in your shop right now? 
Uh, and we, how can people see it? He's always got cool stuff. Yeah, we. You can look at us on Instagram. We've got a couple of accounts over there. You can um, follow us and, and check it out on um, AutoWorks Resto Mod, and then Mustangs underscore and underscore AutoWorks. Okay. So kind of a mouthful there. That's there, and then our website AutoWorksParts.com. I I saw the Roush yesterday, the motor that you guys had in there. Yeah, that's the five liter Coyote with a Roush supercharged wow. um, unit, and we've got that in a '66 fastback that we're doing. Um, That's cool. Kind of a cool car. He's he's always got the Mustangs, but you know what I love? I love the the F one hundreds that he did. Remember that? Oh, you and I went yeah. down that day, that red and white one. Yeah. That was, was an F two fifty though, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was a two fifty. F two fifty. That he, was a beautiful car. We put oh, that on you. Instagram. And then right. he, you had a fifty three or something in there not too long ago, or a fifty five. That, that one had a coyote in it too. Actually, right? no, the fifty five didn't have a coyote, but it was just a real, real clean that car. Was, that was it super needed cool. a coyote though. The Falcon the last time I went down there that he I had it's some cool stuff in his the interior. Like it just was like, Wow, that car's gonna be sick. So Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of cool stuff. I mean, he's definitely got Mustangs, but he's got other cool stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we just we enjoy doing what the customers want. Yeah. And the, the, I think the biggest thing that we've learned along the way is to say no. Yes, and, I agree. And, you know, now that we're oh, older, yeah. saying no is easier, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get you into so many trouble, well, that, right? Well, you know what? That's why I'm glad, like, he's guiding me because we're, we're going to do a plan. Like I said, we've had a really horrible experience before building a company promotional vehicle. Right. And... He's like, we're not, we're not going to do it that way, Steve. Yeah, we're Settle excited down. about this one. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, switch yeah. to decaf is what he tells me all the yeah. time. He's like, yeah. slow your roll, dude. Have we can't heart. do it that way. And it's good. It's good to be told no because I don't want to get – he doesn't want me to waste money, and mm-hmm. and he doesn't – that's what's cool. He won't let his customers like, hey, no, you can't do that. I, I'm not going to just sit here and tell you yes. I'm, I'm not an agent for like a – a kid coming out of college and I'll just be your yes man and tell mm-hmm. you yes, 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 and right. get into trouble. No, he'll, he'll, hip, he'll hip check you. I think what was cool uh, on the phone when you talked yesterday with Steve, I was listening in, uh, you, you were talking about building a car that you could take apart and basically service yes. rather than just right. doing something that's like out of whack and then the next thing you know something breaks because something always breaks yeah it might look perfect yeah you got it's a it's a machine right yeah so and and that's the one another thing that we've found throughout the years is guess who's got to work on the car that we built right right? and we don't go anywhere we've been in business since 1999 so the chances of seeing that customer again are usually pretty high Mm -hmm. you know even for a second car so we we found that if you don't build it right now, you got to pay for it later, and it's usually us because we've got to go back to the customer and go, um, yeah, you can't get that part off because it's welded in, or it's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of um, cars are built as hot rods, but you can't build a driver as needs, a hot needs rod. to be serviceable. Yeah, so yeah. you know, imagine taking your new, you know, two thousand twenty Ford truck, and then they say, yeah, you know what, we can't do an oil change because this and this is in the way. And, yeah. and honestly, it happens in car builds. Something yeah. as simple as an oil change. We get an oil filter off, you can't do it. So we have to yeah. look at the whole picture and then kind of design and build the car so that things can become, you know, be yes, taken you get off. Service, cause some of these cars, you look at them. Like you, I mean, we've seen them at yeah. SEMA. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, how do you get that oil filter off? Regular, it, frame well, yeah, rails uh, right yeah, or, 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 hey, like a light bulb goes out. <coughs> well, okay, I've got to disassemble my whole rear end to get into the tail light because yeah. the light bulb went out or whatever, right. you know. you got It's got to be you got to be able to work on it. Unless yeah. you're just going to park the car and yeah. look at it and, and let it collect dust. And even then, stuff goes wrong with yeah. it, right? <laughs> you're right. definitely not doing that. No. Yeah, no, yeah. he's going to drive well, I don't. Yeah, I don't have the property or money just to sit and look at something, no, so i got to drive it, dude. And we spent time in the desert yesterday, oh, and we were discussing how killer it's going to be to uh, get redemption yeah. out on those mm-hmm. roads. That, that was the most uplifting thing about yesterday because Chris and I got to go to a wide-open racetrack and unfortunately, they were Mustangs. None of them ran or worked. And the guy's like, yeah, the keys are in it. Just go ahead and, you know, because we're going to help manage the heat yeah. and that thing. And that was the most devastating yeah. things. And I'm being, you know, obviously first world problems here because there's people who have it way worse. But yeah. what a bummer. Wide open racetrack and no car. Nah, yeah, that F-250 right? just wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. go around. <laughs> the gonna it. You should have taken it anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, that would have been good. I, I well, needed the brakes to drive home. I would have ruined it. Well, <laughs> At the end of the day, I think redemption's in good hands. And, yeah. You know, we're stoked to have you working on it. Absolutely. Thank of course. You. Well, one thing I'm looking forward to, I haven't had a helmet um, on inside of any sort of race car for a, a long time. So if Steve actually lets me drive it, 
I think that'll be oh yeah, that'll plus, be cool. Plus, we're, we're gonna. He was just telling me Brave Cheese, and he's got like some car events coming up. And Matt was like, "Dude, I'm just gonna throw some suspension. I got something laying around here. I'm one of his thousand Mustangs he has at his shop. He's like, I'm gonna go race a thing down at Qualcomm. So yeah, that'll be yeah. Fun. yeah. So we're gonna join a little with you uh, a little bit of racing. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, the F100, the shop truck, will be done before the because it's not gonna be pretty or anything like that, right. and it won't be turboed, so it's gonna be pretty easy. Well, I'll come down and run that with you when yeah. you run the Mustang. There, there you go. go. Yeah. The pressure's on. i got to finish something. Oh, you're way ahead of me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about you're way ahead of me, even on that. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps. This one comes from a customer with a Nissan or I think as you pronounce it, Nissan? Yeah, it? Nissan. Nissan? Yeah. Nissan? No, D- no, Datsun. I had a Nissan. I had a few Nissans, in fact. Nissan Skyline. This one's a 350Z, so <laughs> fairly new. Um, the customer is looking to shield several areas on the Z, but more importantly, it's the clutch line to the slave cylinder. Um, he's saying that basically the factory rubber line was replaced by a stainless steel line. And that's causing some heat on there. Mm. I know where you're where you're going on this. Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty easy one. But if you could elaborate on the part a little bit more. Sure. So is what happened when he replaced the rubber line with the stainless steel one. While the stainless steel is neat, it's conducting heat to the inner rubber or silicone or whatever the liner is, and it's cooking it that way. Um, plus a lot of it sounds like he's probably had some modifications done. So some exhaust has probably been moved closer to it and those types of things. So yeah, you just want to put a sleeve on there to prevent it from melting. So the thing can actuate and move through the, you know, the cable can actually move through the the sleeve that's around it. And our part you're kicking around. Um, the quick, cheap, easy, my favorite thing to use is the hot rod sleeve. Hot rod sleeve. That's, that's algo. That's awesome. But if it's already assembled, um, Given where it is in the car and there's limited airflow down there, mm-hmm. the one of the lava tubes would be what I would use on there. Yeah. So hot rod sleeve or lava tube. Yeah. If it choice. was higher up and better airflow, maybe one of the thermoflect, the reflective sleeves. But if it's close, really close to exhaust, then the lava tube. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. All right. Uh, this one right up your alley. Uh-oh. Got a 2015 Coyote Gen 2. Okay. Um, it says, with limited space, I need to protect the starter against heat radiating from the headers would you recommend lava sleeve shield or do sticky shield um and it's a very small he says it's a smaller starter i know the answer here uh, and i i think you um answered it very well but they're looking at something that's going to stop radiant heat but we make a product that you can actually put around the starter yeah. mm-hmm. and can you just elaborate a little bit more yeah. on that just starter heat shield it's a it's a velcro on thing we've been making them since like day one since 85 never had one fall off people like velcro will stand absolutely you right. know this one's evolved a little bit yeah that lava hook and loop. oh yeah hook and loop mm-hmm. hook and loop sorry yeah <laughs> excuse me <laughs> hook and loop uh trademark name there with velcro yeah uh but yeah, I would use the the lava starter shield. That's uh, that's just newer technology. There's nothing lo- wrong with the reflective one. It's budget, you know. If yeah. you can afford it, spend the money on the lava one. Yeah, we recommend those in the shop all the yeah. time too. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, absolutely excellent. So I got a second question in this because I actually posted uh, a picture of our lava uh, starter shield on Instagram, and instantly I had about four or five questions asking about: Is that going to retain the heat in the starter mm-hmm. to make it fail? Yeah, because the starter has very little heat going through it. It's just what it engages. Mm-hmm. It's electronic. So once the motor is engaged through the solenoid, right, that's the only time the electronics are going to generate heat. Otherwise, it's just kind of sitting idle. Yeah. If it was constantly spinning, yeah, it's like why don't we don't make a wrap for an alternator because you don't want to retain the heat in the alternator. Right. You're just trying to, you know, you just want to get it so it survives that initial thing and, you know, away you go. Right. So just again, we're here to debunk certain myths, and that I sure. would say that definitely is one. So that starter shield, I mean, it's less than a hundred bucks, and you can really curb some problems with that. I mean, I remember my suburban, and that wasn't raced out. I used to have to go under there and bang on it with a right. wrench in yeah. order to get that, it to start mm-hmm. every once that, in a while. That's why we made them basically was for that big body. 
think it's a 3510. I think that's what the old number was right, on those. GM starter. GM yeah. starter because yeah. the headers, anytime, you know, it was just always in a bad spot. Yeah, because you're not trying to keep the um, starter motor from radiating heat because it doesn't have any. You're trying to stop the starter motor from getting heat from other things around yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So any way you can do that is, yeah. is really good, and that's, that's the way to go. Cool. Last one, um, and I think it's a product we don't nearly talk about, but you've used, Matt, on, on your builds, and, and the way you've fastened is, is awesome. But, Steve, elaborate. Basically, these guys are asking about our Inferno Shields. Mm. And is it, oh, yeah. is it possible, once you buy the Inferno Shield, and I think we do several sizes, like a 6x12, but if you don't need that size, they're asking, can you cut it with, like, a bandsaw or some tool that you would find around in a machine shop? So answer that, but also tell me, like, what the material is, um, and then what's the best way to fasten something that's not adhesive? And so Can I jump in a little bit, yeah, Steve? Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, we use that product all the time in the shop, and you definitely don't need any sort of uh, major tools, right? Some yeah. scissors or a sharp knife. There will you do go. You. So, yeah, you don't have to have, a you know, a huge... Um, you know, machine shop or anything to cut any of that down. It's it's not well. You just unfold it. Okay. Yep. Um, the the stainless steel. Well, or the, aluminum. Or eleven hundred aluminum or three twenty one stainless. Um, and it's got that the inferno core silica insulation mm -hmm. in the middle there. Yeah. So one thing you do is when you're resizing it, you trim the insulation to the size you want, but you let the the alloy aluminum or uh, stainless. About an inch bigger, so you okay. can just fold yeah, it back it over. Back on it still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you just want to make it look like it did. Yeah. Really. And so yeah. fastening it, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, obviously you could probably hold it together with wire, but somebody who's looking to do a little bit more trick, like putting it on, could you rivet it onto a yeah, panel? Sure, or? you could rivet it, put a screw through it, anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've okay. done that a lot in the shop. We'll actually make an, an aluminum panel that would be the same size as the uh, the shield that we're using. And we would attach it to that and then attach that shield to the car so you get yourself, you know, a small air gap. Twin turbo 66. Yeah. So nice. something like that. Like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, right. it's, you know, all the heat shield stuff, honestly, you get it and you try it. Okay, you just figure it out. I mean, it's, 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 there is a science to it, but you have to think about airflow and is the heat, radiant heat and heating up stuff around the thing you're trying to keep cool. Yep. And you just try it and see what happens. You, there's no real wrong way to use a lot of this stuff. Unless you use it the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> there you go. All right. New product highlights, and it's getting close to lunchtime, so I think this one's kind of near and dear to everybody's heart that's sitting here. Um, I noticed that we got, like, a ton of barbecues sitting in the warehouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, lunchtime. And <laughs> I see the tie in there. I'm like, what, yeah. where are you going with this? What's and, going on? And, and just elaborate on the barbecues, because that's – I know you you know – you love the barbecue, yeah. and it's damn smoker. good. Okay, yeah, I, I'm an amateur smoker. But why are we making shields for barbecues? The original idea came from when my, of course, I, they're grown up now, and they actually listen, well, sort of listening, so, except for the little one, to their dad. And it was uh, like if we had people come over, I'd have the smoker going, and you're worried about your kids touching it, right, running up and touching it. And then, so I thought I'd make a heat shield for it. The side effect to that was is it actually made it work better. So now we're expanding it. Uh, Weber Smoky Mountain, because that's what I have. That's right. the reason why we did it, the 18-inch. Uh, the Weber Kettle, because that's like the number one selling barbecue in the world, I think. So that one just got done. And then my favorite. We're going to do the Traeger Tailgater so wait, what, 20. What, is, what does this do for us? It'll protect you, and you actually use less fuel. Okay. So the first, first time I did it, when I put it on my smoker, like I... I, if I didn't have so many sensors and stuff, I would have overcooked the meat. Oh, wow. Because it just, like, I... Retains that heat. Retains yeah. so much more heat. I lit, like, a normal chimney, and I dumped it in there. Well, you have, you light maybe 20% of what you normally do. Yeah. And even then, you got to babysit a little. Because I'll, I'll do some stupid 18-hour smokes, like, on a brisket. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm dumb. I, I do it really low, like 200 yeah, degrees. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You but know, it tastes good. Well, it tastes good, yeah. You know. I, I was actually allowed to cook something on Thanksgiving, right? And I, I don't uh, know if you guys remember, it was raining. Yeah. I had yeah. a barbecue was outside, right, in the rain. So I kind of, like, moved it as close to, to the area that I could, whereas I found a little bit of shelter. That barbecue would not stay hot. I should have called Steve. Yeah, you Oh, man, I, I, I was out there adjusting the temperature all the time, then it would get, you know, like, hot for a second, and then it would drop back down. So, man, awesome. I can't yeah. believe you guys have got something the, like and, that. And that's a great point. He brings up a great point. So, for us, we live where it's 
I mean, the weather's probably better than Hawaii. So it, it, <laughs> it, you know, it rarely, it doesn't yeah. rain, but it did, you know, yeah, on Thanksgiving, yeah. but 15 we, days a year, but mm-hmm. for guys in the Midwest and up North where it gets really cold, you can actually extend your barbecue season with this because it, it does, it traps so much. So you basically, you can take, you know, they have those, uh, what's that? The green egg and yeah, the Komodo. Mm-hmm. Those are very expensive barbecues. So if you're a car guy like us and you're kind of operating a budget, get the get the lower end barbecue. Like I've hot rotted mine. I've had that thing for ten years now. So I've hot rotted my right. smoker. So this is just another way to hot rod it. So I mean, safety is is a big concern, and I and I really like the the tailgater your Traeger idea because again, camping kids are running around. Kids are running around, you yeah. know, and and that safety is a big one. I, I'm not a real big barbecuer. You've gotten me into it a little bit more, uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's a dual purpose deal, and it, it's really cool. And and as I walk through the warehouse, I'm going, man, are we having like barbecue every day or no, what's yeah. going on? But <laughs> we should. It, it's pretty uh, <laughs> well, pretty you're awesome. You're testing it out, man. Throw something on the grill. Yeah, yeah. 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 We should do. Yeah. We have to do carne asada again soon. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, we'd like to thank Matt Cooper. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much, much for, for coming up and for putting up with me in the Mustang. No, yeah, you, for all the help. Uh, this yeah. is absolutely an amazing opportunity. Thanks, guys. And, and, yeah, very and, cool. Thank you. And, Matt, will you can you just tell the listeners slash viewers – some information where they can find you how to follow you how to follow yeah. you all right guys so you can check us out on um, autoworks resto mod on instagram and then take a look at uh, mustangs underscore and underscore autoworks also on instagram you can find us on youtube at autoworks parts what else is there oh website Your website yeah, yeah autoworks uh, autoworks parts.com and there's probably one more thing. What Get is those that? LED kits for your early model Mustang. Yeah. Well, if you're awesome. local Google to San Diego, yeah. if you're local to San Diego, you're right just down there off the uh, sixty. Uh, 52. 52. Yeah. yeah, you can stop in and Santee. see us. Yeah, I'd like it if you made an appointment. If you're just going to stop by to hang out for a little while, that would be cool. But yeah, come on down, check us out, and um, especially if you love Fords. Cool. And yeah, Matt guys. doesn't just love Fords though. He drives a Dodge, and he just bought his wife a Challenger for Christmas. So. He's 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 in he's I, in I, he's in high cotton. I, he bought himself a lot of doghouse time. Get out of jail free cards with that one. Yeah, that was the uh, KTM awesome. debacle right just before uh, uh-huh. before Christmas. Well, so. she got, you got her Challenger, right? Yeah, yeah, a RT six yeah. speed. So yeah, so, she, so my yeah, wife drives a six. That's speed. it. And, she, and I got a video of it. And she was she was on it, dude. She wasn't messing around. That's good. Uh, so yeah, thank you for. Thank you for listening and subscribe, positive feedback, shoot us questions, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. That's what I was going to say. So please check us out on YouTube. Smash that like button. Subscribe, definitely. Uh, check and if us you have, out, too. Yeah, check Matt out. <laughs> if you guys have any other questions to be answered on a future podcast, social at heatshieldproducts.com. Or podcast at Or podcast at heatshieldproducts.com. And you can always send us a question yeah. on yeah, the website as we've well. We've got the full line of uh, heat shield products on our That's website right. too. So That's if you right. want to just go and check it yeah. out there, feel free. Yeah, you know what? Matt will probably run a special on his Instagram. So you always want to follow him. He's always offering some kind of special. You know so what? Uh, after it. we're done with this, I'm going to talk to you about that. Okay. And we might just offer our viewers, listeners, a, uh, a special deal. Nice. I like that. That's out. cool. All right. Well, that's it from Thank us. Thank you, everybody. You guys Thank take you. care. Like, subscribe, five-star review, please. Oh, damn. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time, right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.